Hey kid, just because a goddamn broad is so good looking, don't mean we'll have to think with our dicks. That's what the sheriff said. What? Hey, where'd you put- Did you just pull that out of your butt? I did. You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go! Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. We're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of golden age VHS rental store flicks in... Spoiler-heavy fashion. Thank you, Brennan. I just had a small stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, welcome to the third Summer Slasher Camp. Woohoo! Yeah, so the Summer Slasher Camp, for anybody who doesn't know, we have the dongles that's our fans in the facebook group do a little selection thing and um yeah these are the slashers that they have chosen for us it was a good time this year yeah it went pretty smooth yeah so that's that's good this selection was um just drawn from a hat it was because it was just a big tie this year Mm -hmm. and um silent madness selected by court thank you yep also we're going to be Putting it up against our checklist of does it qualify as a slasher at the end. Stay tuned for that. Exciting stuff. You know, it really is. It actually is. I I like doing this. Yeah, me too. Um, Unfortunately, we have to also dedicate another summer slasher camp to someone who has passed away, which is very unfortunate. I thought it wasn't going to happen Mm. this year where did not lose anybody too personal to us but unfortunately it has at the beginning of june my good friend jared clemens passed away he was uh he was a really cool dude big misfits fan that's how him and i became steadfast friends back in the mid 90s it's just our love of the misfits he was a also like a really good artist and i didn't know that for a long time Mm. like he he was really good but like good cartoony style art i can be really hard to do yeah, and he had a really good knack for that, and also extreme friend of squirrels. Oh, loved, squirrels are the best. Loved animals and nature, so he will be missed by quite a few people since he was definitely in a few bands, uh, most of them Misfits-related, like the Wisfits, you know, Wisconsin-based Misfits cover band, and also the Hisfits, which was uh, his more recent venture out, which... I think speaks for itself. It's more cat themed. <laughs> so <laughs> he was a wacky dude. It's it's tough, but just gonna keep venturing forward and take Jared's like just his life and use it for positive. Can't be sad because we've got fun things to cover. Right. <laughs> yeah, silent madness. Um boy, first time viewing for you, Brennan. Oh yeah. Same here. Um I did not know this title really didn't make any sense for me until like, <laughs> I mean, the spoiler, but at the end of the movie, they mentioned that he's mute. Yeah. Otherwise, it's never brought up. Yeah, that was annoying. And would have made more sense had they introduced that earlier into the movie. And so I'm bringing it up now. <laughs> I guess we should um, get to the IMDb info because it's functioning this this time. According to IMDb. A criminally insane man is accidentally released from a mental hospital. The staff tries to cover it up, but a young psychiatrist travels to the college town where he committed several murders to warn the locals and anticipate his arrival. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty good. So this was directed by Simon Nocturne. It was written by Bob Zimmerman, Bill Milling, and apparently Simon Nocturne as well. Uh, Your main cast is... Belinda Montgomery. Um, she's Dr. Gilmore. She was, uh, well, you you never watched Doogie Howser, did you? No. 
No. Doogie Hauser. Are you aware of it? No. <laughs> Doogie Hauser. It was a show. It's kind of like a dramedy type show. And it was about a kid who was in high school who was a doctor. He was super smart. Oh, you know what? I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, he would just like wrap everything up by typing into yeah, his computer yeah. diary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she played his mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So who knew Doogie Hauser's mom was also a doctor? <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Vivica Linfors, uh, she was the house mother in this movie. It's Collins. She's this old-timey actress they got. Apparently they tried to get a couple old-timey actresses. They just wanted that, that pesky money. <laughs> um, Solly Marks is Howard Johns. He's just stuntman. We got to bring up Sidney Lassick, who plays the sheriff, Sheriff Liggett. Mm. Um, he was actually in Cool as Ice. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, he was He was the, the wacky mechanic. Oh, that's so wild. Yeah, and I guess we'll go to uh, David, David Greenan as, as Mark and a bunch of other people without pictures and whatnot. But more on the sheriff later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the quote in the Hey Kid opening. Um, normally, I don't speak like that, but I, that line was just too funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, we've got a trailer. Mm-hmm. Should we put it in the Summer Slasher Camp Grinder? Yeah. <laughs> These conditions are inhuman. These patients are inhuman. We get all the weird ones, the real crazies. Yeah. How can you and Dr. Kruger keep releasing patients as disabled as Romano? I believe I know more about these matters than you do, Dr. Gilmore. <laughs> Oh my God! They released the wrong man. No! No! Silent madness. A terrifying, suspense-filled voyage into the dark places of the mind. That's the trailer. I do like this is one that has like a good trailer guy voice in it. Mm. You would know that because you've just listened to it. Definitely. Yes, <laughs> I agree. That was great. So right away, um, the title just like like comes at the screen. And I was like, whoa, are they like riffing on like the Friday the 13th part three when that was in 3D just without like the cool disco theme and it just looked like the great value <laughs> version of that. Um, yeah, it turns out it was filmed in 3D. <laughs> so, so in the credits, like moments later, but for why? That's what I want to, this doesn't really strike me as a movie that needs 3D. No, not at all. I'm guessing it's a cash in from the eighties 3D boom. Mm. It was like a very brief period of time. So, whoa, 3D, everyone go to see our movie. It's in 3D. Yeah. You want to go see Jaws 3D? <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> <laughs> it's like the second best jaws movie um but yeah um it does seem like a weird choice but oddly enough same cinematographer as the friday the 13th or three mm. huh but i mean for the most part it looks pretty good it does look pretty good it's in 3d um would you like to discuss the 3d process what isn't it two cameras that <laughs> film right next to each other no well see that's what's interesting about this because i was i looked it up because i just wanted to find out why well, I couldn't find the answer to that. I got kind of fascinated by it. Yeah. And yeah, normally it would be the two cameras and then you get like your your red and green or red and blue uh-huh. type of effect. But no, this is the AeroVision system. Um, it was common during this time for 3D and it uses an over-under technique. So it puts like one chunk on top of the frame and one chunk on the bottom. And you have 
polarized lenses. I see. And that is what tricks your eye because it's going so fast. Ah. And um, it uses, like, they just had a special lens that they filmed it with. And you need a special lens to project it. And they also projected it on more of, like, a silver screen. And so, like, you couldn't really watch this at home with that technique. They have converted it because it did come out recently and, like, re-released on, like, Blu-ray or something. You know, it's Vinegar Syndrome that released it. And they converted the 3D somehow to where you can watch it at home. We did not watch it in 3D. No. Um, we watched it on Tubi. In 2D. Um, watch it on Tubi. It's free. <laughs> yeah. There was no ads either. You didn't get ads? Did you? It wasn't. There wasn't many. Yeah, I didn't get any. Wow, really? Yeah. Nice. That's pretty nice. Thanks, Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, like, when you get a 2D version of stuff like this, it's like you're only getting, like, the left eye. Mm. From, like, the 35 millimeter film. Did you notice it was, like, kind of fuzzy at all? Yeah, I did. Like, around the edges and stuff. Like, some things were just kind of weird. I don't think it looked bad, because it kind of looked almost like a weird deliberate choice of just focus. Because mm-hmm. you'll still see that kind of effect on things now. They just kind of want to draw your focus more in on right. people talking than, like... On the action. Yeah, like, yeah. don't look at the desk. <laughs> it's that important. <laughs> Interesting enough. I guess we should get to the rundown of this. We're busy people, you know? We do this as a courtesy to you, the dongles. So Dr. Gilmore, as we mentioned before, she's she finds out that the wrong patient has been released from the mental facility, and um, the other two male doctors are being super shady about it. Super evil about it. Yeah, like obviously <laughs> something's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pretty clear. Uh-huh. And the, the head of the facility, like this lady doctor, she doesn't really seem to be in on anything until later in the movie. But they're running a secret experiment thing on patients in a section of the facility that is guarded by this creepy attendant who won't like uh, Dr. Gilmore in there. Kind of gave me a Hellraiser 2 vibes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that part where the guy's like looking through the the weird like uh, blurry glass. Mm-hmm. He looks super creepy. He did, it. yeah, yeah. What a creep. <clears throat> but you know... Um, Dr. Gilmore, she's real curious, Betsy. Mm-hmm. And she just wants knows around regardless. That head of the facility, you know, because she brings it up and she's just like, hey, like I found out stuff. This missing guy, there was a mix up supposedly with like who's there. This other patient was supposed to be released, but this other one was released. But then the doctors are like, no, he was totally cremated. Yeah. He died from our experiments and we cremated him. So, yeah, they're just totally trying to cover all this up. And the head of the facility's like, why don't you just take some time off? Spend a few days, just go chillax. But nope, not this curious, Betsy. She's going to take her time and try to solve this crime. The, the description said, like, warn the public. Yeah. She wants to get out get out there and take care of business because that's the way her character is. And she's pretty good at it. Yeah, she knew something was up. Yeah, she's very take charge. Yeah. Not dealing with any, like, this weird suspicious feeling. But, um, yeah, so we also have a Shagan Wagon couple that is, like, hanging out in their swanky late 70s, early 80s van. Furry carpet inside and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Yeah, and, um, it doesn't last too long because along comes our, our killer. Howard Johns, by the way. And I swear earlier in the movie when she was doing her research that she said Howard Johnson once. I was like... <laughs> Like the hotel, Howard Johnson's? But no, I must have been mistaken, possibly. Um, but yeah, th- this is kind of brutal because he comes in like just raging with a sledgehammer right uh-huh. away. Yeah. Like just starts beating the crap out of this van, whacks the boyfriend right in the head. Yeah. Oh, on the hand first. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then uh, chases after the, the girl who runs out the back. And he throws a weird 3D hatchet at her. <laughs> Yeah, oof, that effect is not good. No, that was like a handful of polygons. <laughs> I think that's being too generous. <laughs> but overall, yeah, kind of rough. And I was excited at this point. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. And they're not hiding this guy either. No. Broad daylight, which made it creepier, I think. Yeah, it was so like sudden. I thought for sure this was just going to set up characters for later. Mm-hmm. 
or a situation, you know, like, hey, it's the big teen party. But no. Um, then we also have the the Barrington College for Girls. I will call them girls, as this is how the movie in school do. <laughs> but they would be women. Yes. I, I'm assuming it's spring break. I think it's like fall break because oh. like all the leaves are turning. So I think it's like Thanksgiving. Well, I, I suppose. Yeah, it could be it. Well, I just know like one of the girls later mentions like going to Florida. So it could oh, be a fall the, break. The too. guy, I think the guy said that it was the first semester break. Oh, okay. So it probably would be like winter. Yeah, that would be like a fall break then. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for paying attention, Brennan. Ah, I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then we get this uh, this, the skating girl, Barbara. Where I was like, oh, she seems fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, but she just gets nabbed right away. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Um, then she gets, like, uh, dragged to some basement. And this is broad daylight, too. Yeah. So this is a bold move, considering there is activity around the school around this time. Uh-huh. Yeah, she gets dragged to some basement and gets her head squashed in a vice. Where I feel like they wanted an effect to, like, squirt at the screen mm. from the way it was set up. Maybe it didn't work. I don't know. I thought that effect could have, or that whole scene could have been done better. Yeah, I was like, if you're supposed to be working in 3D, like, come on. Yeah, it was, like, not very gory at all. Yeah, now we're, it's setting a precedence for the rest of this movie, mm. you know? Just kind of doesn't quite stick a lot of land. <laughs> And then then we've got this other girl who, like, goes to get luggage, which is way into this basement. Because it seems really big down there. It seems ginormous down there. Yeah, she's, like, on a hike. Yeah. (laughs) Through this just ginormous basement. It feels like it's more part of the school. Uh Uh-huh. But also, it's it's supposed to be the sorority house. It's the behind the boiler room. So. Yeah. Spoilers for the sorority house, I guess. I mean, it seems like a pretty big building. You don't. It seems I mean, like a facility. Yeah, when you have a better place to just store luggage, I guess. <laughs> or like have somebody get your luggage for you because it's a boiler room. It's kind of dangerous down there, and like it's gross. Yeah, and I don't know. People shouldn't be like mucking around. Yeah, there's like hot pipes and tubes and stuff everywhere. But yeah, so um, she misses a peekaboo corpse mm-hmm. moment because Barbara's hand just flaps down. And it was like pretty kind of comedic in a way. It was, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this girl ends up just getting grabbed. And then, um, oh, speaking of hot pipes, she gets like a like a steamy pour treatment on her face. Never which, got to see what happened to that anyway. Nope. Just cut away. Pukes on her and his hand, too. Yeah, I would have hurt. Does not affect his hand whatsoever. Maybe it's part of the secret experiment. He could be like some type of super psycho developed by these doctors. Nah, that'd be cool. (laughs) Exactly. That would have been cool. Yeah, so then um, Dr. Gilmore's investigation into all of this. um, Did you notice she's driving the paperboy car? (laughs) Remember? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> the same car in like the freaking paperboy game that appeared in To All a Good Night. Listen to our episode on To All a Good Night. Oh, that's starting to make me think of like, wait a second, that was about people sticking around during a break and college age like school. I think for they were girls. for a girls' school, yeah. It was a girls' school, yes. So I'm like, wait a second. And then there were murders that happened previously in the past, and oh, is everything repeating itself again? Yeah. So I, I'm, I looked into it. There is no, like, same writers or anything. So I got a feeling somebody might have watched that movie and just had different ideas. It's a good possibility. And who would have guessed that the paperboy car would be what set me off? <laughs> that's a really nice car i mean it is pretty it is pretty cool yeah so you play paperboy too much Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah a lot of similarities yeah she goes to the the sheriff's department and uh this is where you get sheriff liggett he's a fun little slab isn't he yeah the whole even the set Mm -hmm. there's just guns on a rack that anybody could access if they just walked in there (laughs) i mean like the first time we see him he's just asleep yeah, and this guy is great. His performance in Cool as Ice, 
was just very uncomfortable and weird. Here, he's just like sassy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's got jokes. Yeah. And he just comes off as just for the I don't wanna listen to your shenanigans type sheriff. He's funny. Mm-hmm. And he does take her seriously. To a degree. To a degree, until he sees evidence that goes against what she's saying. So she gets nowhere with this sheriff, and she decides to get more information or see if she can get any help from the newspaper. And this is where we meet Mark, hunky newspaper guy, who, oh man, this, he wants this story. He wants to yeah. help so bad. <laughs> this dude is horny. Yeah. <laughs> He just, <laughs> but he's, he's got this idea. Well, he, he, first of all, he knows about the sorority house massacre. And he also suggests that she goes undercover and he comes up with a, with a plan that, um, the other lady that works at the newspaper used to belong to that sorority. So if the doctor uses her ring, that could be your in to just going there. And they come up with this story of like, she's traveling and she just needs a place to stay. Which, is that how these sororities and stuff work? Can you just do that? Honestly, just, might like, be able to. Can you just come knocking on the door of, like, a sorority or a fraternity and be like, yo! They love their alumni. I've seen it. Yeah? Yeah. I, I suppose. You live in the thick of that community. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, not well, not actually a member of a fraternity. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but, man, that, your whole neighborhood is just... It's all the frats. It's all the frats and sororities. Yeah. It gets pretty loud. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> but yeah, this plan works. You know, and we we're she goes to the sorority house. Go Delta Omega. <laughs> but there's three girls there, Jane, Cheryl, and Pam, and the house mother, Mrs. Collins. Um Mrs. Collins instantly a sus prude and those girls are kind of goofing around in the movie for like the ones like lifting up her shirt and mm-hmm. showing her bra and the Mrs. Collins wants nothing of that. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, she's on my radar. Yeah. Right then and there. She was a little too evil. Yeah. Cause she freaks out about that pretty hard. Yeah. All these girls too, unfortunately pretty interchangeable because <laughs> I tried to keep track of who was who the best I could, but they're not given anything to do really. Yeah. Except for one of them later. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Not even really characters in the movie, let alone just have any character written for them, which is surprising mm-hmm. in a movie like this. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm watching a horror movie. You think there would be a little more to them. There's less than expected even. Yeah. Mrs. Collins even talks about uh, how her son Francis was taken away by God. So now she just has to watch over these girls. That's her life's work now. She misses her son so much. Mm-hmm. She talks sure about her does. son. How much she misses her son. And well, he was taken away. But, you know, since she's a little drinky at this point, <laughs> um, she does tell the doctor the tale of what happened. And we get a flashback. I like the flashback. I like the flashback, too. So much, in fact, that I think we're going to place a clip here of mm. her telling the story. Okay. Yeah. It was a terrible night. Howard, yeah, that's the custodian. He always went away. He always went away uh, during Pledge Week. Hell's Week, that's what the girls called it. So this one particular night, he comes back. It could be so, it could be so disobedient. Girls, you want to be a Delta Omega sister, you've got to learn how to take it. Started to spy on the girls. Come on, Connie, harder. <laughs> What's the matter? He was only 19, why not? Don't smile. Oh, those Omega girls, they were something else now. And they knew it. That creepy guy, Johns, he's watching us. So what do you want to do about it? Oh, let's get rid of these plebes and have some fun with them. Good idea. (laughs) They put their pledges through real hell. Well, they did the same to poor Howard, and they 
They even tried to get him drunk. Howard, Howard, what's that? Who is that? What's she doing? They teased him. Yes, there. Here you go. He was so humiliated. He was so frightened. So finally, he struck back. Yeah, so basically what the story is, is just the the guy who worked there, Howard Johns. Oh, he was being shown a good time during Pledge Week. Mm -hmm. And that's all it looked like was happening. Just weird spanking shenanigans and stuff. And I don't see why that would be a reason to freak out and use a really weird nail gun that possibly isn't a real thing. Yeah, that nail gun was ridiculous. Yeah. It would like shoot like... An inch or two until like a girl's back and she would just collapse dead. Yeah. Or the one would get it in the forehead. But I liked how it was in black and white, though. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I mean, that, that whole part was like pretty fun, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole backstory and ooh. And they played the fun music, too, for the time. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently that's his motivation. That was too much. That made him go crazy. That was enough. Just having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Personally. I wouldn't have had a bad time with that. (laughs) I did not get the impression that they were making fun of him at all. Yeah. Perhaps knowing he was mute might have helped. Yeah. Or if he had some type of disability to begin with, which doesn't seem to be the case. I don't know. Come on, movie. Yeah. Like like... poking it with a stick. Come on. Yeah. So the, the doctor, she goes on a date with Mark. I only bring this up because it adds more to her character. Because she expresses how concerned she is, not just for the safety of everybody, but also the patient. Mm -hmm. Even though he's potentially dangerous, she's also concerned about his well-being. Yeah. And wow, (laughs) that's pretty cool. You normally don't get that in a character. Think about like Dr. Loomis. Oh, God. Yeah. Was he really concerned about like the well-being of Michael Myers? (laughs) You know, like, man, I hope nothing bad happens to him. <laughs> but yeah, she seems like a genuinely nice woman. And, you know, these two are seem to be hitting it off. They're in their early to mid 30s, but apparently going on 50. <laughs> Just because of the 80s. Yeah. I mean, they they look old as hell. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's like, she's not even Doogie Howser's mom yet. Like, that's not for a couple more years. <laughs> Should they even mention she's like 30? two or 35 or something like that like he can't be that much older than her i don't know maybe it's the way they dress hey he's got he's got some pretty good riz though he's catching he's even catching the college girl's eyes Uh uh-huh yeah there's only a couple other men in this movie and none of them no (laughs) none of them are (laughs) he has no competition (laughs) no the maybe dude in the van earlier (laughs) beefcake in the van oh yeah yeah or the one they had one other beefcake which i'm gonna mention him later (laughs) Because he shows up for no fucking reason. So it's the morning after this date. Um, One of the girls is having Coca-Cola in her cereal. Which, if you haven't tried it, I kind of recommend it. I did it once in high school. Well, more than once. (laughs) Just because there really wasn't any milk available. (laughs) I just wanted some cereal. Oh, lot of Coca. (laughs) And uh, I believe this is Jane who takes... um, Dr. Gilmore down to the basement boiler room. Can't be a boiler room. It's an entire basement. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah, she takes her down to where the luggage room is, you know, because she wanted to see where what happened. And the girls know of the story, but it's more legend at this point. So the details are iffy. And she claims like, oh, you can still see bloodstains down here. Here's what I was kind of thinking. So she's undercover as an ex-sorority member of this sorority. That's how she's sneaking in. Why would she not know about the murders then? 
Could have been before before her time. It doesn't seem I don't know how much time has passed. Did they mention? No, but like if she is like in her mid thirties, that's not that long. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently that room's stinky. Maybe because of the yeah. rotting corpse in there. Yeah. Maybe the skater girls in there. Yeah. Just rotting away. But then they get busted by the cutest little security guard I've ever seen. This guy is so adorable. How is he even like a threat of security? Yeah. I was like, oh, God, this guy's so great. He's definitely, definitely going to die. I know. And I was like, I need more of him in this movie. Uh-huh. But then since they got busted, Jane decides to go upstairs. Uh, cutie security guard just kind of walks away. And curious Betsy, Dr. Gilmore snoops some more. Um she's nabbed and escapes really easily from Howard Johns and she gets a security guard to help her investigate. And I was like, Oh, this is totally where this guy's going to get it. Yeah. Me. I thought that too. And cause they're just going around with a flashlight looking around cause the lights don't work in the luggage room and they kind of look around in there and they're like, Nope, no man here. Call that a day. <laughs> yeah. He's just hiding up in, in the pipes on the ceiling so, i always thought too like he knew this area probably pretty well yeah i mean he did work there previously yeah and hiding in the pipes not a bad idea no not at all i don't think i would have thought of that just hiding up there quick yeah just really strange though that dr gilmore knows he's like there and still can't get any help mm-hmm. <laughs> like and still only because of the security guard didn't see it she happened to be the only one of course yeah and, you know, this, well, the cover-up's working great because they end up sending a fax over to the sheriff because they now have a death certificate. The head of the facility is in on it, too, now, because they just don't, she just doesn't want an incident. Mm-hmm. Damage control at this point. Yes. And the sheriff, he'd rather just be drinking beer. Like, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a Coors he's sipping on. <laughs> <laughs> So like, he's totally out of this. He doesn't, he's no interest in it at this point. Um, Fax Machine, pretty interesting. Like, this movie's made in, like, 83. Mm-hmm. It must have been, like, pretty new technology. Yeah, that was really surprising to see. Yeah, I was like, whoa, Fax Machine, where did you come from? I'm surprised you even had one, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that is kind of random. He's just working out of, like, one small office, and it seems to be him. There's no mention of any other police uh yeah oh yeah um the doctors at the hospital get their creepy attendants they send them out to uh nab howard johns because they want him back but they also want dr gilmore taken care of they're never really explicit as in how but man that one guy is pretty rapey Mm -hmm. he's just talking about raping her and it's very uncomfortable (laughs) yeah i was looking forward to when because obviously he's gonna die. It's a slasher movie, so yeah, that had me looking forward to his death a lot more. This movie, n- not really going by a lot of typical. It's not your typical slasher movie mm-hmm. in the way that there's an ongoing investigation. It, it feels a little more um, like a procedural in some ways. Yeah, where they're just kind of investigating and going through and talking to people and trying to get stuff. So it's a weird mashup of like a, a mystery that's not a mystery. And you know, like a slasher movie. Yeah. Because there's this other like villainous force at work besides just a killer on the loose. And it's kind of interesting now. I did find that very interesting, yeah. Back at the sorority house, Jane was going to leave to go meet her sister, her sister's boyfriend that are camping nearby, and somebody had slashed her tires. And apparently this is the only vehicle available for miles. <laughs> other than uh Dr. Gilmore's paperboy car, which can only see two. But they also know, like, they have to get these girls to some type of safety or do something. So Mark says, I'll take her, you know, in the, to drop her off at her by her sister. And then I'll get a hold of the sheriff and let him know. Because I'm guessing the phone's not working there, too. They cut the lines. Oh, dude, cut the okay. lines. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Did he, though? I mean, I'm dun, guessing. Dun, dun. <laughs> Yeah, then we find out that, and I was not expecting this connection, because they show up, and her sister and her sister's boyfriend were the ones in the van Mm -hmm. earlier in the movie. Yeah, that was cool. And you know what's this? Okay, so this is weird, too. 
when they were in the van at the beginning, there's like these weird cartoon characters that were in the van. Hmm. There's just like two of them in there that were just like decoration. And I, I just noticed them because they're just kind of stupid looking. And there was one in the girls room at the sorority house. And I didn't think much of it only because I just thought it was just a prop they had. Yeah. And they were just reusing the prop. So, hey, movie, I got to give you credit for that, I guess. <laughs> Making that weird connection. It was a just a bizarre clue. Yeah. Huh. Cool. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, they, they totally find these bodies. And it's very uncomfortable with how much she freaks out when she finds her sister. Yeah. Like, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Like, normally people don't react that naturally to it where she's just freaking out like oh my god we got to get her help yeah even though she's clearly dead and she's like mark has to like drag her away yeah especially when they get back to his place and he's like trying to get her to call the sheriff because the line was just busy of course because he's like kicked back drinking beer he's got that phone off the hook yeah he does not care (laughs) so he's just like you have to keep on calling like you need to get help and she's completely oh she's thrown for a loop yeah yeah and he grabs a gun smart yeah because wouldn't you want a gun (laughs) at this point in the movie absolutely and jane's gonna be fine here i'm sure yeah you know it seems like a pretty safe place to leave her just so she can be out of the movie now (laughs) (laughs) um when mark's on his way back the the creepy the creepy guys spot the car because it's hard not to notice and they're like hey it's her let's follow her they kind of harass him on the road a bit Mm -hmm. which ends up going nowhere yeah i thought that was gonna mean anything yeah i thought they were gonna like drive him off the road or something yeah that would have been kind of (laughs) cool when they get to the back to the house too he says something like oh what about what was that with all that driving they're just like sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then they get into a weird fight too it wasn't even like a fight. He just gets like chopped on his neck. And... He gets the judo chop. Yeah. The classic. But like, this is not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. And he's just out cold, of course. Yeah. And they throw him in the back of the ambulance that they're driving, which apparently they tie him up. They don't show it, but he's tied up later. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not, at this point in time, I'm not expecting a lot of you know, explanation happening in any of this stuff. Right. Um, yeah, strange. Yeah, because he also has a gun with him, too. Mm-hmm. So they just, like, throw him in the back with the gun. Yeah. Smart move, dudes. So now we have these creepy guys. Ooh, but we do have the, the workout room scene. Mm-hmm. They have a freaking Dragon's Lair game in the workout room. That is so cool. <laughs> in, in 1983, when this was filmed whoa it felt like an advertisement for the game and and the girl playing it i think it's cheryl um totally not good at it (laughs) just repeatedly dying um while pam's working out in the room um then um howard johns goes in there manages to to kill uh cheryl playing the game just stabs her in the back and like a piece of wet baloney comes out of her shirt or whatever that was. That was, that was of... so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, she gets hit and then like Pam doesn't notice, which is weird. Nowadays she would just be wearing headphones. Yeah. But he ends up like just punching her in the head. And so she's kind of like it doesn't knock her out properly, but it's kind of groggy. And then he takes like what looks like a water ski rope. Yeah. And ties it around her neck and then ties the other part around a weight and just chucks the weight out the window and that and it cuts there's no like i don't know if this scene just ended up being too brutal to keep in the movie because it was pretty rough yeah it was kind of rough watching it and like as you're piecing it together of what's happening i was like oh no yeah but it's weird too because she's like hanging upside down on some bar or whatever she doesn't get down at all well she gets punched in the head so she's kind of groggy but i don't know why she wouldn't fall from that but yeah yeah Oh, I guess that's after this scene is when the fight with Mark and the creeps happens. Mm. So it wasn't ahead of time. But now the creeps are on their way inside. And, you know, like Dr. Gilmore finds the girl's dad and is like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not good. This is the one thing I didn't want to happen. It literally is. Yeah. <laughs> so she's 
kind of not good at achieving her goals. <laughs> and yeah, she ends up getting pursued by the creeps and she hides in Mrs. Collins' room. But then Howard Johns is in the room hiding in the closet. And then like the creeps come in and there's this big awkward fight because they were like trying to break in the into the room. And in the scuffle, she manages to like get out, but trips over their bag down a short flight of steps just so she can be slightly knocked out just long enough so that when Howard Johns gets away from the creeps, like beats them up, doesn't kill him. Nope. And that way he doesn't have to go too far to find her. <laughs> you know, that's how it seemed like we'll just leave her here for now. And then we'll have him just only have to go this far. That was pretty ridiculous. Also, did you notice this picture was in the room? I did. Oh, can I? Yeah, but I had already figured out everything. Yeah, but that was him with hair from the flashback. Yeah. So if you're paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why it's noticeable that it's him is because he's literally wearing the same costume (laughs) as in the flashback scene that he's wearing as he is now. The only difference is like now his head is shaved and he's got... He looks really tired. That wig that he was wearing in the flashbacks <laughs> looked pretty bad. <laughs> what wig? What are you talking about? So yeah, instead of just killing her instantly, he has a plan to kill her with a drill press, but he has it where like he's got to hit like a wall lever to turn it on. Mm-hmm. And it also turns on the light over there. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the point of all this is. Why doesn't he just drill her? Because he got to you don't know he's a mechanic he's making sure everything's in order (laughs) it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense other than the setup for what's going to happen next you know how dangerous that machinery is he had to make sure everything was okay first (laughs) you didn't perform a proper lockout takeout on it (laughs) yeah i do like this part though because the the creepy guys um they load up like a needle with some type of whatever they mentioned earlier of having to knock him out and um they go around and they're they're looking for him down downstairs and you know despite the labyrinth nature of this basement everybody just finds whoever instantly down here and they come across uh dr gilmore tied up by the drill press and instantly the one guy's like mm, it's raping time mm-hmm. and the other guy's like mm, well we're gonna need to turn on the light if you're gonna be doing proper raping right and so he ends up hitting the lever, which activates the drill, which then drills his buddy's head, which that looked pretty cool. It did look very cool. And even though it's just like from the like the back of his head, mm-hmm. that angle, but it's right next to her, too. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then um, he's like, oh, crap. Oops, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> and um, Howard Johns is hiding up in the pipes again. <laughs> And he tries to, like, get him with the needle. And since it's the 80s and still, like, a glass needle, he, like, bites into it. Yeah, that was crazy. That was pretty cool. Oh, wait. That happened before the head drilling because they, like, cattle prodded him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry that's confusing, Dongles. I'm not going to go back and re-talk about it. It doesn't matter. Not really. It really doesn't matter. This is just things happening to happen Mm -hmm. at this point. So he takes, like, a, a crowbar... And he just stabs the the remaining creepy guy into like a water tank. And then when he pulls it out, like he falls and the water starts coming yeah, out. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's kind of neat. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, so Dr. Gilmore is on the run. Howard Johns is chasing her. It is just a cat and mouse at this point. Mm-hmm. This is this sequence goes on far too long. Yeah, it does. This feels extremely padded. Yeah, there were cool parts to it, but definitely too long. They could have cut it. Yeah, it goes on. It just, it drags. Mm-hmm. Lots of, too much event. Yeah, she does She does run into a room, and in there we get a good peekaboo corpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, it was kind of fun, because when you see her run in, you, the shot is from inside of the room, and the only light is coming from the doorway. So you see her come in, but you can see yeah. the girl hanging there. Yeah. Like you can see the, the, the silhouette of her. So I was like, oh boy, this is going to be fun. She like knocks him into this. Just something happens here. Some type of electrical box or something. Something. And there's just a lot of sparks and him being electrocuted. That doesn't kill him. Yeah. So he must be like some type of super psycho. 
right? Made in the lab. Right? That's that's what's happened, right? Early movie. He has like superpowers, please. Could that be explained in the movie somehow? Like, I don't know. Somehow? No? No, that's not that's not a thing. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> then there's the guy on the door who remember I mentioned him earlier, the other beefcake? Mm-hmm. He's just on the door. He didn't get a death scene, right? I don't remember that guy getting killed at all. I don't either. So they must have cut it from the film. Yeah. But they show his body later. Come on, movie. Come, we didn't get that. That's the good stuff. Yeah. We just get to see him like pop up like, oh, that guy died off screen. That's great. Because he's just looking for his girlfriend or whatever. Wasn't she the one that was missing or whatever? Mm-hmm. Boo. Don't give me a body. <laughs> Not show me why it's there. It just doesn't make any sense at that point. Lots of just hiding in the ventilation at this point. And crowbar going in. Yeah, that part was pretty intense. The crowbar going through, the wolf straight through. Yeah. There's one part where I was like, whoa, that was pretty close to her. <laughs> yeah. You know, I will say with this chase scene, what it was missing was uh, like her getting like injured, you know? Usually final girl has to get like cut, beat up, stakes. Instead, she actually manages to get away from like pretty much everything. Yeah, and then it's it's not even like she traverses a lot of ventilation either she just kind of hangs out in the same basic area yeah and then backtracks and then when he's about to get her when she backtracks she just sees like oh i can just go outside here yeah <laughs> this other spot and i was like what is happening <laughs> so then she just like gets outside only to find like a sheriff's car she opens the door and there's this like a knife in the back and and body falls out i was like oh man they killed the sheriff off screen that wasn't the sheriff. That was a cool cop guy. That was like patrolling the whatever the basement. No, he was wearing a brown uniform like the sheriff. No, the sheriff's at the end of the movie. I know. I know the sheriff's at the end of the movie. I was going to use that as a surprise. No, it's like you want, you want to look at it. It's the sheriff in the car. The sheriff dies and then comes back. There's no way. Yeah. I thought it was the guy that was in the boiler room. No, they don't show that guy ever again. Really? Yeah, because it's a it's a white guy. Security guard was black. Well, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't make any sense. It could have just been a deputy. Mm. Listen, when we're done, we could look it up. And if I'm wrong, I will make an apology on the podcast. How does that sound? And if I'm wrong, I'll make an apology on the podcast. <laughs> no, you won't. Hey, Dongles, it's me, Dan. Um, Yeah, since you're hearing this, obviously... I was wrong, and so I apologize to not only you, but also to Brennan. It was the security guard who fell out of the car and not the sheriff. Just goes to show you that the mind is a crazy thing, because I swear when I watched it, it was the sheriff, but clearly not the same man as the sheriff is white and the security guy is black and they wear different colored uniforms and it was really obvious when I rewatched it and it's I'm a little embarrassed I'm just gonna say that so uh yeah back to the podcast I don't remember how she ends up back in the house she just kind of goes into the house and breaks a mirror to get a piece of mirror to fight with she was outside and then she finds the ambulance and then she opens it up and then Beefcake guy's in the back and he's like, grab the gun. Oh, that's right. Because she tries using the gun and just fails miserably. Yeah, she did, didn't turn the safety off. She should have watched that uh, gun safety for women video. <laughs> All that they had on Red Letter Media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's why she ends up breaking the mirror because she needs a better, she needs some type of weapon. Not that there would ever not be any knives in this house or anything. Literally anything. It was pretty cool, though, seeing her shatter a mirror, just grab a hunk of glass. I wonder if that's her breaking point, where she decides to fight back. Mm. She really means business. Yeah. Let's let's put it that way. Let's give this movie a little credit. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to tell you how Mark got tied up, but <laughs> we'll show you the doctor's breaking point. She no longer cares about the safety of this guy. She wants him dead. And this is where, like, Mark comes hopping in. Because <laughs> he's kind of semi-untied now. Yeah. And he has the gun hidden behind his back. And he goes to he goes to shoot Howard Johns. He fails so bad. 
Yeah, he misses so bad. And because his ankles are tied and he falls over, that's why he misses. And his hands are tied behind his back. He had to, like, shoot it from behind his oh, back. Oh, I thought his hands were kind of free. But he was just trying to hide it. He was, it. like, holding it. <laughs> and he just turns, just completely misses, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he tried to hit a trick shot. <laughs> completely missed oh yeah and before dr gilmore can get her attack on mrs collins returns and oh no no surprise she's actually howard john's mom shocker totally not a shocker turns out his middle name is francis she called him francis earlier oh Aww. It, it was a trick and she just spills all the beans like a scooby-doo cartoon <laughs> We get another flashback of what really happened. Turns out during the good time back in the day in the basement, he was having a good time. He didn't snap. She saw them doing things to her son, pulling out boobies and stuff. And she got mad. And being the super prude that she is, she disapproved so much that she used the nail gun and started killing them. Probably thus traumatizing her son, which is why he had to get locked up. Plus, he took the heat for those murders, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he was framed. Yeah, he was framed. Framed by her. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't help that he was mute. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't defend himself because he was mute. Did he ever learn how to write? Yeah. At any point in time, was he like shaking his head no? <laughs> pointing? Pointing at them, shaking his head no <laughs> on himself? <laughs> Give him a bell to ring. <laughs> ding, ding. You just go through the alphabet. Last chance to look at me, Francis. oh yeah but then uh, dr gilmore just stabs howard johns right in the neck yep right in front of his mom she freaks out yeah that was pretty cool help arrives at that point because we also get just the the fun end of the movie now the news crew is here (laughs) to just give you the the news summary of what happened (laughs) as they're like dragging body bags out of the house and you know wrapping everything up with a bow we don't have another scene with these doctors we'll let the newsman take care of it because the whole thing's been solved their experiments are done that facility is going to be in a lot of trouble it's all their fault dr gilmore is not going to be charged with any type of crime or held for questioning yeah you can just go this is this is more egregious than the end of cool as ice (laughs) (laughs) as far as just letting someone leave yeah oh you just killed this guy all right oh he was the killer oh the mom did the killings before okay and mark you think like mark would have like the story of the century for the small town he even says so he said it's like the biggest thing to happen in their city since the previous murders (laughs) yes and he was not just a guy covering it He's a participant in the story. And he's just like, no, nah, I'll leave with you. Well, let's just drive off now. And that's it. That's the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that the two of them go on to make a whole lot of money off of this. It's the 80s, the mid 80s too. They're going to sensationalize oh, yeah, this. That's national news. We're getting a book. Definitely. We're getting a made for TV movie. Absolutely. If not more than one. Called Silent i don't really have much more to add to this do you uh not really no do you want to do movie rating whether or not you'd recommend it this is this is a movie i think it's fine i think it's all right it drags that's its worst problem it drags and it doesn't give good kills which is annoying because i do really like the protagonist actually oh yeah yeah she's great i mean a little stupid sometimes but, yeah, just for story purposes. Like but she's plot. likable. Yeah, totally. Uh, would I recommend it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a light recommend. Yeah, it's nothing. It's understandable. It's nothing like amazing, but it's kind of fun. And there were some scenes that I thought were shot really well. Like you're talking about, like the peekaboo corpse in the dark room. That's pretty cool. Or like I remember when she goes in the lab, the secret lab for the first time, it was all weird and colorful, colorful, like purples and greens. And that was pretty neat. That's more effort than what a lot of the movies from then put out. Sure. Yeah, it was all right. Um, For me, it's a movie. Um, it, 
as far as recommending it, I'm kind of like you. It's maybe a light recommend. Like, don't go in for this movie thinking you're going to get like cool kills and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's just not there. Yeah. Um, Anything dealing with the killer proper is just not well made. Surprisingly enough, the movie seems less interested in that and more interested in the doctor aspect of it and the cover up. I mean, I we barely even touched on any of the cover up stuff. I condensed a lot of that while discussing it. Um, it's well made. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Yeah. I'm not going to fault it for that. Considering it's like just the 2D version of a 3D movie. It doesn't really look all that bad. It's pretty well lit and everything. Um, it would kind of make for a better TV movie. Mm, yeah. Because the kills just aren't really there. Like if you took out the boobs and like just slightly off screen killing, it would totally be a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um. The 3D was probably wasted because I think like we didn't mention it, but like in the in the ductwork, he had some weird grapple device that he was trying to lower on her. Yeah, that was it weird. Was, it didn't make any sense. I don't know if that's an actual thing because it like a roto rooter thing. I don't know. Like cleaning out pipes, but it was kind of dumb and not really used effectively. Yeah, not scary either. Definitely not scary. And part of that is like the the lighting too. Like being so well lit didn't really add for a lot of mood. And that that final chase is just poor. It's bad. It's not interesting. So, I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to watch it, that's the thing. Like if you hear this and you're like, eh, check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, I don't regret watching it. That's for certain. It's not that bad of a movie. Uh-huh. It was just a little kind of like, oh, like, eh, I wanted it to do a little more. I had good ideas that it should have capitalized on better. Don't leave the, the whole experiment thread just hanging. You could have done something totally cool with that. Don't invest so much into the cover-up story. Let's move on to the slasher trope checklist. Oh, yeah. You want me to do mine, or do you have yours ready? You can do yours first. Okay, so mine consists of, we have five, and it has to be, what, a majority? Yes. For both of ours combined. Right? Mm-hmm. Or just oh. individual. I guess it, I don't remember what we did last year. I guess it doesn't matter because this one does fine. <laughs> mm. You know, um, mine is edged weapon kill. You have to have at least one. That was certainly handled. There's a good couple stab ins and stuff. And the hatchet all counts. Um, stalking slash hunting of victims that happened. It's a little lesser of a degree. There wasn't any like fun first person camera or anything. Yeah. So it kind of lacks on that, but he was stalking around a bit and he did kind of get people when they were alone. So it was happening. It's pretty light, but it happened. Peekaboo corpse that was met. There was a couple of them. So that's fun. Uh, Vice kill certainly happened in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the flashback stuff counts, I guess. Yeah. Since, you know, they were up to no good and morals. Um, body count of at least two victims. More than that in this movie. Yes. Just wish it had been more interesting. Yes. Okay, how about you? All right, so I got uh, three or more kills. Obviously, yes, this definitely passes that. Uh, an emphasis on killing. There is, yeah, I mean, it's a slasher movie. Can't just have kills for no reason, but uh, killer is hunting prey. Like you said, yeah, it was there. He's motivated to be there to kill, so. Yeah, uh... A main group of people being hunted. There was, yeah. Established characters watching it killed off. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's pretty isolated. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, no gimmick, really. Well, I mean, you have the escaped mental patient. Yeah, but I think gimmick is more in like, I guess that kind of counts. That's more of a trope, I guess. Yeah. I think he is, this killer is missing something. Something, like, interesting. Well, he's mute. You got a problem? Like, that's not enough for you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no it's not enough actually i mean that's not even that crazy a lot of killers are mute michael myers is mute jason's yeah, mute very true he's nothing special okay well that pretty much sums it up I don't, there's nothing more to do right you got anything no uh-uh. all right well that does it for us dongles thanks for listening um visit our t public store get your cool summer slasher camp tees there uh there's a link in the show notes you can contact us um, we have a Facebook page called The Dongle Den. There's a link for that. Um, but probably better off sending us an email. Our email address is corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. 
Thanks to our listeners, the Dongles, and our fellow podcasters. Thank you very much. Thank you, Court, for suggesting this movie. And while it sounds like we kind of made fun of it and stuff, not the worst thing ever. So yeah. And I'm glad to just watch something I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It was interesting. Yeah. And um, other than that, hang in there, Dongles. Bye. Good looking, don't mean we all have to think with our dicks, huh? Right?